want you to hit me as hard as you can. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. This is my boomstick. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Let's put a smile on that face. Welcome back and welcome to season three of the Rewind It Back podcast. I can't believe it's fucking season three already. This started during the uh, the pandemic and we've been riding the wave ever since. But it's happy to have you be back and seeing yeah. all of you again. As always, I am Bill and Joe is on tonight. Joey D, how the hell are you, sir? I am living the dream. Taking a break from studying for the bar exam, play some video games, hang out with the kids all summer. Oh, yes. I forgot to uh, properly address you, oh. Dr. Joseph oh, De Palma Jr. Esquire, because oh. you are now a law school graduate, sir. Yes. Congrats. Salute. Doctorate and a lawyer. You have been in school your entire fucking life, Joe. And I didn't pay for any of it. <laughs> We're going to throw you the biggest fucking graduation party when the time oh, is right. I'm sure my parents will be more than happy to have a kegger in their backyard in Delaware. Oh, sweet. So we're going to do it at your parents' house then. Oh. I'm sure my parents <laughs> Better would place to do it. going to get a, a job with. I mean, I, re- like, I already have a job. I'm a patent attorney. I already have a job. Patent attorney. Wow. Yeah. I, I draft I, I draft patents and trademarks and copyrights for people. Yeah. Every time I post something online or like use a clip for like the games, I always say like, Joe, is it okay if I yeah, do this? I, and he's like, and yes, you're not going to get it. Oh, and really? I, and I, I do actually check our Twitch page pretty regularly for okay. DMCA violations just in case. Whoa. Hell yeah, Joe. That's cool. Um, so we have guests on tonight. Uh back again from the last episode. Bones, Dr. Bones. Jesse, how hey. the hell are you? Doing wonderful. <laughs> well, good to have you Doing back. And Mara's back too. And, and and as everyone knows that uh she is the one that did all the uh the artwork for uh our cover that's all over our streaming platforms. Mara, good nice. to see you. Hello, hello. All right, everyone. So tonight um we decided since we we had a lot of deaths in uh <laughs> over the summer with either music artists or actors actresses but the one uh that was big to me as far as uh nostalgia purposes was paul rubin as everyone knows his iconic character was Wee herman so tonight we are going to do 1985's tim burton's Wee's big adventure is proud to present the story of a guy Good morning i'm here and his bike james bond kind of stuff together for the first time in their first big movie i meant to do that i say we killed it yeah!
<laughs> In Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent ya. <laughs> what? Okay, so Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Ugh, every time I see this movie, I, I, it's, it's synonymous with my childhood. I was a big Pee Wee Herman fan when I was a kid growing up. I had the pajamas. I was always doing the, uh, the tequila dance on the, my uh, parents' steps. Um, I used to watch Pee Wee's Playhouse. I even had a couple. I had a doll too that Mara you showed us all in the beginning of the show. Bravo, yeah. bravo, holding on to that. So it's just a it's 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 definitely a, just a beloved cult classic. Um, as I mentioned before, it's directed by Tim Burton, starring Paul Rubens. It has a really good blend, I think, of of, of comedy. Um, there's adventure in it with his stolen bike, and I just think just just for decades now, you know, because I've it's been well over thirty years that I've been watching the show, and I don't I don't watch it every year. It's not like a an uh, an, an annual movie that I watch like a Ghostbusters or anything, but. Um, if it's on like some streaming platform, at, at sure at some point I'll probably I'll, I'll watch it just to go take a trip down memory lane. What about you guys? Did you guys like were you guys in the Pee Wee Herman growing up, or do you remember seeing this movie at all? And it's just what was it like for you? Yeah, I was I was also a big Pee Wee fan when I was a kid, Bill. Uh, much like you, like I had the doll that had like the pull string on the back. Like it was Woody from Toy Story and he would like say stuff or whatever. I had that doll and yeah, I was also a big, I was, I was more of a uh, Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse uh, than the movie. Um, I don't think I watched the movie as much as a kid as I did the, the TV show. Like that's what really hooked me. But, but yeah, this was still up that same uh, kind of nostalgia vein. Like you were just talking about bill um definitely brings back like you know memories of childhood and whatnot um so it's just a fun movie to watch too like it's so bold in its humor like what kind (laughs) of comedian creates a character like that and stays in that character and doesn't like break under any pressure like that's crazy no he didn't break character at all paul ruman invented this character i mean he hosted snl back in the 80s as peewee herman and he was in his uh his iconic gray suit the whole time just playing himself just mixed in with a with saturday night live sketches it's such a bold character and like it's amazing that it works and it's not annoying like blippy or something like (laughs) it's like weird like it's almost similar like a grown man acting like a child but like but it's not but it's not like a child who's like completely lost in space like blippy is right no. like it's, <laughs> that's true he, like, he's got a quirky personality yeah and he's seemingly independently yeah, wealthy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but, so you know it's for me growing up we weren't peewee playhouse family we didn't watch peewee's playhouse and and i didn't see this movie till i was an adult i never saw it as a kid I'm sure I probably would have enjoyed it if I if I saw it in my youth. I didn't see it till I was probably in college, and you know, it's funny. I mean, it's slapstick. It kind of, you know, I like the. I couldn't tell what what decade the movie was from though. Like if you look at it, it's like the cars are like 1950s, but it's like a, <laughs> but it's like a mo- like a modern movie yeah, set. It's like it was it's 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 got some it's funky. Like I yeah, the, I think what for me about this movie what's more interesting is paul rubens himself 
and how he doesn't break character, how he built himself in this era as Pee Wee Herman. His Hollywood walk of star star on the walk of fame is Pee Wee Herman, not Paul Rubens. <laughs> like it's like it's stuff like that that th- that makes this movie more interesting for me than the actual movie, just like him. And it's we all fun. know about his arrest in the nineties and stuff like that. But but yeah, it's, it's like an interesting Paul character. Rubens. It's like Paul Rubens ceased to exist and he became Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Like, and I think and that, that, had to be, but that had to be intentional. Right. Like yeah. that was the way to keep the, it's kind of like that Ernest guy from those, from those crappy <laughs> Ernest movies. It's the same. It's the same idea to like the next level, because at least Ernest broke character off site. Like Paul Rubens never broke character at all. He was doing Letterman and Leno as, as Pee Wee Herman. Like it's hysterical. He brushed his teeth the same way, even when he wasn't being filmed. Like probably. <laughs> <laughs> put his pancakes on the ceiling and fall on his plate it is every day of normal life for Pee Wee Herman yeah I mean and that bike that bike was badass though yeah it was. the bike was badass but so was that goddamn breakfast machine that he had in his kitchen yeah making eggs pancakes and bacon Abraham Lee and feeding his dog Speck yeah Speck, Speck. yeah oh, but Joe um, talk to me go back to uh, real quick you mentioned that his arrest in the nineties. Oh boy! And that was for that was because he was like, well, he was like spanking it in a movie theater. Yeah. So for for our <laughs> listeners who don't know the story of Paul Rubens, his career nosedived in the late in the late nineties. He was caught uh, uh, masturbating in a, an adult theater in a non sanctioned area of the theater. <laughs> but, but but doesn't that seem like eh, today like today, today like the, it's no like, no one would give a shit in twenty twenty three the shit the shit that goes on now like, exactly it, it, but it, in nineteen ninety nine it was like major breaking news because he was yeah. near the height of his career yeah but it, like he was like he was like in a kids movie he was just what was just a grown man going to see a porno and yeah and like you hear about it now and you're just like no one cares eh, that's eh, the thing like if it, eh. if it happened today in California nobody would give a shit no one would bat an eye but however <laughs> in nineteen ninety nine you know we were a different crowd. Yeah. And it was so up in arms about like Monica Lewinsky, like was he really job or something like that? Now, like, <laughs> yeah, and it just like, but like he his career tanked until 2016, absolutely tanked. Yeah. He was in um like that that character, yeah, PFP Herman. It, it tanked, but he he made like some. I think he made a couple of cameos like throughout the nineties of, uh, he did. He made he was some in. very small cameos. If I understand correctly. I think he did. Um, nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. Which, he was... Now I'm thinking, Oh wait, they're both Tim Burton films. Oh, makes and, sense. And don't forget he was, he was Oswald Cobblepot's father in Batman returns. Yeah. And, uh, he played cameo that, role, but still he played that drug Lord too. That was in, well, not Lord, but that drug dealer, uh, in that Johnny Depp movie blow. Yeah. Yeah, and he was in Matilda too. He played one of the stakeout cops of Matilda's house. Yeah, but, I do remember that. But you get the point, <laughs> though. Like, like, like after his after his arrest and such, it just yeah. And then, and then he then he he came back to life in 2016 when he redid the Playhouse and became popular again for the last five or six years until he unfortunately passed away about a month ago. You know what's cool too? That so the movie's directed by Tim Burton, but I I don't think I knew this like until a couple of years ago that this was Tim Burton's directorial debut too. Like oh, his which, first like, big which, budget film. Yeah, like so, and this it was really cool because this like basically set the stage for him with the like the very distinct visual art style that dark storytelling theme that Tim Burton has now to this day. I mean, I I think that's that's why. 
well for me i guess like that i'm a big fan of tim burton like all of his his earlier movies like the, the batman films beetlejuice um but um i think that like what made this movie what i like the best is like it just his uh his, his which stuck with me is his creative direction that contributed to this film because i just think it made it like very unique i mean I mean, it just, I just, it resonated with me. Like, look again with the quirkiness of Pee Wee's personality and then his, and the, and his fashion sense too. I think like Tim Burton did a really uh, solid job of, I mean, I don't know if he did the story, but I think it was, it was pretty true to what his character, Pee Wee Herman's character was. And again, I mean, I've, I watched it again and I mean, I still enjoy it as a 37 year old grown man. Yeah, I had forgotten how mindless this movie was, though, when I because I watched it again last night for the first time in uh, quite a while, and I'm just watching it, and I'm just like, like, you don't have to really pay attention, you can just listen to that high pitched laugh at everything he does, and kind of just see what's going on. Like it, it's such a, a, a it was a de novo character when he when he debuted Pee Wee Herman. Like there was nothing like it, and joke, to this joke. day. There's nothing like him out there, but that character. Joe, let's hear your best Pee Wee Herman laugh. Trashing. Decline. <laughs> I don't have one. I've never done I've never done a Pee Wee Herman impression before. Mara, does your Pee Wee Herman doll make a noise like that? <laughs> um No, he doesn't. If, oh. it's just if you pull the string, it's just his mouth opens. Oh, he's like a what that but that toothy ass joker grin. <laughs> Yeah, he's got he's got some dolphin teeth in there. Well, you Except seem to be our voice our voice impersonation maestro, Bill. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm that's one of my my talents. I can do dumb impressions. So this movie was just full of like memorable scenes. Does any scenes stick out for you guys? I mean, the 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 I'll, I'll start. So like again, like right out of the shoot. When he wakes up in the morning, he has like this childlike bedroom. He slides down the pole. He meet like it just changes him from his PJs into his suit. He's got that breakfast machine, and then he he has the he he takes like two bites of his cereal, and then he goes out, and then that's where the story takes place. It's about this um his beloved bicycle, and at one point in the movie, it gets stolen, and the entire film is just quest for him to find out who stole it and to get his bike back plain and simple that is it <laughs> but bill even even before the scene that you just described there's another great scene he wins the tour de france he won he, the tour de his france dream. In his dream yep like that's, that's on a he... 1950s banana cruiser <laughs> like cruises past everybody and wins <laughs> or like I think, you know, so that scene, too, so what stands out to me is is when he walks out of his house beyond the Rube Goldberg machine for his breakfast making fun, <laughs> pushing a button and like a chicken needle comes down and breaks a bunch of shit and stuff like that. But what stands out there is that he goes to the side of his house, like, opens like a security panel, like punches in some random numbers. And then, <laughs> yeah. like, and, and then like a door in the bushes opens and then his bike's like under under blowing skylights, just like glowing in the inside the little in, inside the shed. <laughs> I'm here. It's like, it's like, come on! It's a bicycle. It's a cool bike, though. And apparently, uh, Pee Wee Herman has like his uh, degree in like electrical engineering and civil engineering. He's like James Bond and Data from the Goonies in one package. (laughs) I really, I just always like the part when he's with the prisoner, the runaway prisoner, Mickey, and 
<laughs> they end up at the traffic stop and Pee-wee's like, I got an idea. And then they quickly get into a fake mustache and goatee and Pee-wee becomes a woman. But <laughs> yeah. I just have to say, yes. Good. It worked. Here it is. What's going on, officer? We're looking for an escaped convict, ma'am. We heard all about it on the radio. Right, honey? <laughs> have you seen this man? Ah! Boy, I've seen better heads on boils. <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you mind stepping out of the car, ma'am? No, not at all, officer. Some sort of problem? No problem at all. I just wanted to take a quick look at that cute little outfit you have on. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> 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 you have a nice day. <laughs> but I also love that, like, following the scene when he gets out of the mustache and goatee, he, like, looks over at Pee Wee still dressed as the woman and he's like, he kind of smirks. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the man, like, he got away from the law. He's an escaped convict. <laughs> the, 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 Pee Wee's uh, just having the time of his life. Yep, I, and he's just he's just he's just going, he's just riding the wave. I couldn't remember that prisoner actor's name. Uh so I was like Googling like Pee Wee prisoner. And you know what comes up is there is a guy named Donald Henry, aka Pee Wee Gaskins Jr., who is an American serial killer and rapist from South Carolina who stabbed, shot, drowned, and poisoned more than a dozen people. So like there is you know bones there are better things to do with your time than be googling serial killers but i was looking for the actor's name that plays the prisoner (laughs) i couldn't remember do you do you guys remember what uh what he said to peewee when when peewee asked him like oh what'd you do like what because he saw the handcuffs on was he was just giving he's like he uh he cut the tag off a mattress mattresses. I cut one of them off. I always thought that was the dumbest law. <laughs> He's like, you telling me? All right. That's so genius. This is the mind like, of Paul Rubens because he wrote that's, the movie. That's what Joe said. Like it's just it's just mindless humor. It's just it's, it is. It's every every bit of humor in this movie is absolutely mindless, top to bottom. Even the whole plot of the quest with the stolen bike. Like the whole thing. It's just it's completely idiotic. It's a bike. Oh, the best was like so. Pee has like this. I don't know. I don't even know if you want to call him a friend. He's more yeah, of like no, he's an enemy. Come on, he's an enemy. He's a buffoon, Francis. <laughs> and he's in the in the beginning, like when Pee Wee is about to take his bike out for a stroll. Francis stops him. And like he comes. He's a he's a rich kid, so he like insists on buying Pee Wee's bike. He says it's his birthday. He says, "Oh, since it's my birthday, my daddy says I can have anything I want. I want your bike. Anything's negotiable. Here's a sweaty wad of money." Today is my birthday, and my father said I can have anything I want. Good for you and your father. So guess what I want? A new brain. No, your bike. (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny, Pee Wee? It's not for sale, Francis. My father says everything's negotiable. 
Pee-wee. I wouldn't sell my bike for all the money in the world. Not for a hundred billion million trillion dollars. Then you're crazy. I know you are, but what am I? You're a nerd. I know you are, but what am I? You're an idiot. From then on, that's when, when Pee-wee's bikes, bikes get stolen. Um, he immediately thinks that Francis did it because Francis is the one who wanted it in the beginning of the movie. And uh, my favorite scene is when he, he's he's reporting it at the police station and he like has this like this moment of like uh, uh, this, this epiphany that Francis took and he goes to his house. Oh, and the guy at the front door, I completely forget. <laughs> Doing what? He's having his bath. Oh, really? Where are they hosing him down? Hosing him. <laughs> <laughs> Me again. <laughs> <laughs> like he had time to latch that knocker, that mechanical knocker to the door. Look at this fat kid play Battleship. <laughs> It, 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 his bath is a fucking pool. <laughs> He's like the Kraken. <laughs> yeah, Alright, so this is where he finds him in the tub. Mind you, he also has his swimming trunks on. Yes. He just goes... <laughs> PB goes in in his gray suit and shoes. anymore because you already have it tell me where it is before i lose patience with you francis go ahead and scream your head off we're miles from where anyone can hear you (laughs) 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 so dumb that's one of my favorite lines of the movie go ahead scream your head off we're miles from where anyone can hear you (laughs) it's in his own house I mean, th- those are the scenes that stick out to me. I mean, so it's those two scenes. Um, definitely the uh, Alamo tour thing um, where he goes to see um, those psychics. Yeah, he goes she to tells see a her fake base- psychic. Right? Yeah, she goes and t- she tells him that his, his bike is in the basement of the Alamo. Um, <laughs> and he and he hitches a ride out to, the, to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to Texas. And then she kept his wallet and then he couldn't use it at the diner. My wallet's gone. <laughs> that's, where he, <laughs> that's where he meets Simone, his uh, his his love interest in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And he did kitchen doo-doo to pay off his food debt. <laughs> and then she gave him even more money. Yeah. You know, that was an interesting part of the movie, though, when he tells her basically to follow her dream of going to Paris. And then her and then they go watch a sunset inside of a roadside dinosaur. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> And and uh, her boyfriend Andy shows up the next day, ready to beat the living piss out of him. <laughs> Andy, Andy! I mean, this movie is just—it's up and down. It's just like it's—it's—it really is a a big adventure, going from wherever he lives, yeah, and to Texas getting laughed out of the Alamo tour for assuming there's a basement in the Alamo. 
Oh, and the and... the biker bar where he knocks oh. everyone's bike and they're ready to skin him. Yeah, there's that famous tequila scene with him dancing. Kill him. Yeah. I say we hang him, then we kill him. Yeah. I say we stomp him. Yeah. Then we tattoo him. Yeah. Then we hang him. Yeah. And then we kill him. Yeah. I say we let him go. No. Right dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that um. That other scene where he's he gets his bike back and he like just rides his bike while being chased like through all the movie sets. Yeah. And who, what's that band that's in there? Is that Twisted Sister? It is. It's that was D. Snyder on, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. on on the hood of that Cadillac. <laughs> they were filming that music video, and who could forget him singing on the train with this guy named Jack? Oh. The... That's a real hobo. <laughs> <laughs> Does it get more hobo than that? He's eating sardines, missing teeth, riding a train to God knows where. <laughs> it looks Appar- like apparently to Texas. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, so, so I th- I think on the whole, though, with this movie, beyond the funny scenes in it, like for at least for Bill and Jesse, it really sort of invokes, I think, a feeling of whimsy, nostalgia, childhood, childlike innocence, right? Oh yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. Pee Wee really I mean he really is like a simple guy. Like beyond his seemingly independent and inexhaustible wealth, he just has the mind of a child. He just does whatever he wants to do, doesn't have a ton of regard for anything around him, like a typical like ten year old. And he has the love of toys and magic tricks and weird gadgety stuff and that's what kids do. All, all of us, I think all of us as kids probably like at least some of that. I and mean, some of us now have toy collections and stuff like that. And so it really is just take takes you back to a different era of time for us, at least. Yeah. And I just think that's that's the legacy that it leaves behind is that it continues to be cherished by people like me and and, and audiences that it um, that grew up with it. I mean, 30 some years later for me, longer for some others. But and then the 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 musical the musical score was once again knocked out of the park by Danny Elfman, who uh, Tim Burton always hires to do. He, he did all the the Nightmare Before Christmas and Batman, Beetlejuice. It's just he's a he's a he's a genius. I just I don't know. I'd say the the score from from the Breakfast Machine music that plays all the way through like the bike chase theme. It's just and even when the, he's having that nightmare of like those clowns like doing some kind of like dissecting his bike dissecting or his bike or welding the shit out of his bike and like just I don't know. It's the it, it his Danny Elfman, like he just he brings certain scenes alive with the with the music that he wow. uh he writes. For sure. Yeah. Him and Tim Burton, what a pair. Yeah. Yeah, it's an incredible cut to a long standing collaboration. I mean I mean, but I can't. I really can't believe this was Tim Burton's first movie. Like I it didn't. That didn't register with me until 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 today. I think. I think of Tim Burton. I I automatically think of Batman and Nightmare Before Christmas. I I didn't. I didn't realize this was his first. You know, time you know the show was on the road. Okay, so I got a question for Mara. Yeah. Okay, so we're like 
10 plus years older than you. How did you, I'm, I'm always curious because I, th this is why I, I, you know, I invite you on in the first place back in, um, for super bad and, and for this movie, because like you're, you're, you're well-versed in the movies that Jute, me, Joe, Jesse, and a lot of our friends grew up listening. So I'm, I'm curious as to how this, how you stumbled upon this movie in your life. Do you remember that far back? Yes. Okay. Um. So I was probably in like early grade school, like, or even just as early as I can remember. I would always get up on Saturday at like six in the morning, sometimes earlier. And I would just go downstairs and I would start watching TV. Usually it was just Saturday morning cartoons. And it ended up being that like afterwards they started playing reruns of Wee's Playhouse. So it would start to play. And then, I mean, I was already up and I was already watching TV. So usually I would just keep watching it. Um, and then later on, I did find the movie, this movie. And it was just so funny to me, like a grown man acting like a, a kid that's seemingly at the time older than me or like in any just childlike mindset like that. It was just funny to watch. And like, who doesn't love like a silly voice as a kid? That's a high pitched silly voice, but yeah, he um with Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's when I I I'm, as far back as I remember, I think I I started with Pee Wee's Playhouse too. And then I mean the movie came out when the year I was born, so I mean I I was watching Pee Wee's Playhouse first, and I forget oh, I forget what age I I was when my 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 parents introduced it to me. But but yeah, I remember there was a lot. I was reading that a lot of. You'd be surprised how many a lot of actors and actresses got their start on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like Lawrence Fishburne, he got started there because he was, he played Cowboy Curtis. Um, I feel I think Phil Hartman may have oh, wow. been in there for I, maybe well, a blip. He was in the movie. He had a brief cameo, I think, as a news reporter. Um, a very early movie for uh, early role for Phil Hartman. I forget. E.G. E Daily. She's the one that did voice for Pie Pickles, right? Yeah, and okay, uh, one of the Powerpuff and one of the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a... Timmy Turner and yeah, like and... a lot of early Nickelodeon cartoon voice voices. And I, and I know Jan Hooks from SNL fame was the Alamo tour guide in this movie. Yes, Tina. So I was. Oh, you know, I was. I was, I think about this now. And I, I talk. I was talking about Pee's Playhouse. Like, I'm surprised that like cameos weren't done. By some of the characters that were in Pee Wee's Playhouse, like like Jambi wasn't in it, or did or did Pee Wee's Playhouse start after this movie? After the movie, did it? I, when, I don't. I actually don't know. IMDb it right now. When did yeah. I know? I know this movie came out in '85. Power of the Internet. All right, so I'm gonna IMDb it. Uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse came out in 1986. Right. Oh shit! So that's after the movie. Five seasons. Damn. I didn't know that. Wow, mind blown! I was today years old when I found that out. So it, it first aired September thirteenth, nineteen eighty six. Yeah. So I I did a little bit of reading about Paul Rubens's career last night, and it turns out he actually developed the character Pee Wee Herman because he lost an audition to Gilbert Gottfried on SNL, and because they're because they're basically the same type of character actor. But, you know, com comic voice, you know, weird, weird personality, that kind of stuff. Basically, it's the same, same, same audition. So he developed this character and he committed to staying in character all the time. Wow. And while both of them had great careers, there's just something about Pee Wee Herman that's like not as annoying as Gilbert Gottfried with that ridiculous nasally gravel voice who 
was the stupid Affleck duck in the later in his career. <laughs> uh, on, don't man. forget like, the parrot from Aladdin. Among other yes. famous roles, Gilbert Gottfried. Has. Iago. Yeah. <laughs> Iago the parrot. But so Paul Rubens basically made this on a whim because he lost an audition. And now we're talking about it, you know, 40, almost 40 years later. Yeah. Still. And, you know, it's funny, like after he passed away and, you know, social media flooded with, you know, stuff about him, he apparently was a really good guy, like charitable and like, like people like working with him. And it was, that was nice to see because it, I can't imagine having to work with a guy who stayed in character all the time. Yeah, seriously. Like being a child like that. It, like, it was pretty clear, like you didn't take anything seriously. And when you stay in that kind of character, how do you? Maybe he just had so much fun with it. You know? Yeah. But I think that speaks to sort of like the cultural impact of this, right? Like he uh like everyone knows PB Herman. Like it's it's one of those characters that that just didn't come and go. Like it stayed forever. Even after his arrest. I mean, I mean everybody knows PB Herman more than they know Paul Rubens, I think. Did you know Gilbert Gottfried died last year? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember that. <laughs> As you brought him up, I was like, nope. man. Well, uh, God, God damn it! I hate that Bob Barker. He died. Uh, yeah. he died, what last week or, or early this mm-hmm. week? Yeah, he. You think he died like a Sunday or something? He got as close to um a hundred or a dollar as he could without going over. Yes, I did see that meme too. That was a good one. Yeah. I had a good chuckle over that. Yeah, I, I, I saw a couple of clips of him in in a uh, Happy Gilmore again, and I was like, you know what? The price is wrong, bitch. Yeah, it, apparently, uh, he apparently didn't want to deliver that line. But he surprised Adam Sandler with it at the very end of the fight. That was kind of ad-libbed, and they just kept it in there. No, oh, no, you've had enough. You couldn't ask for a better cameo than that. He sucks. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy sucks. sucks. <laughs> it's common now that you hear that uh, actors or actresses, when they're making movies these days, these days, they just they don't break their their character, even when they're on breaks or interacting with the other cast or directors. Or they just. Or just stay true to our character, and I. And a lot of one of the actors that's really known for doing that is Daniel Day Lewis. Like, do you know what? Like, do you ever read what he had to do while he was filming Gangs in New York? Like, he he took like uh, a couple weeks where he was just he worked in a butcher shop because he played a butcher in the in the movie, and uh, he just to just to see what what butchers do and how the correct way to cut meat and the correct way to the the terminology while in that industry and. It's common that the that they don't they don't break character. They just when they're they want to stay true to what they're doing. You, I you know I can I be, I can believe that, but just imagine being like you know a key grip on this movie and listening to Pee Wee Herman all day, like like just let that rattle around your mind all day, trying to interact with a seemingly grown man, Laughing. acting like a acting like a twelve year old a ten, ten, eight nine ten year old child all day with like. You know, magic gum in his pockets and a bow tie that does some whatever shit it does. And I can't imagine working like that all the time or being that true to a character all the time. Like it's not an adult character where it's easier to stay in character. Like you're acting like a child. Right. But it's it's so much fun, too, when like the other actors in the movie are like just feeding off your energy and they're acting the same way you like. Uh, the one scene where he goes and he uh, he sees his friend Mario at like that little mm, magic, magic shop. shop. Yeah. And he, he walks, he's like, my good friend, Pee-wee. When he walks in, <laughs> hi, Mario. <laughs> that was good. And he goes, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I got all these new items that you might be interested in. And he snaps his fingers and he disappears. 
and he brings out like all this like this trick gum and yeah uh, like these all these tchotchkes it was fabulous yeah, yeah it was it was, it was <laughs> like it's 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 i don't know i really liked it when it's fun yeah. like if, if if nothing more it's fun you can sit back relax have a good laugh and you yeah. don't have to think too hard about it and at the end of the day like you know he gets the girl too like that's probably that we haven't talked about yet was yeah. um, him, him and Dottie's relationship. So, for our <laughs> listeners who haven't seen the movie, Dottie is the is the clerk at the bike store where he frequents. I guess to have his bike repaired, and and he was buying a brand new bike horn at the time, just a horn, nothing special, but a... <laughs> and fucking loud ass horn. Yeah, it was extremely loud when he <laughs> honked, like the, honked the bladder on it. But uh, <laughs> but Dottie has a huge crush on him, and he doesn't quite have the same feelings at at this time. And she's all bummed about it, but then they, but at the end they reconcile and they go off to the sunset. Well, that's because she gets what she wants with. Um, in the end, he what loaned her? What did what did she do for him? Well, she bought him a bus ticket, right? Yes, she, she wanted to go ticket. to see. She wanted to go yeah. see a movie with him at movie. the drive-in. Yeah, and so that was true. her. Yeah, so one that we haven't talked about yet was at the end of the movie. Um, he got he got caught basically at Warner Brothers because he was rescuing <laughs> pets out of a burning pet shop. Yes, that's such a good scene. Yeah, no. So for our listeners who haven't seen it, he so he escapes from the Warner Brothers studio lot on his bike on his beloved bicycle. As he's escaping down like the street, he finds a pet store on fire <laughs> and he releases all the animals out of the pet store. Like fit he carries out fishing like a bull and like dogs and cats and rats are all be coming out the front door and he opens the cages. And then he passes out from the smoke, and then like the firefighters find him. And then he gets arrested for intruding on the lot. There's Pass- still some fish inside. He passes out because he, he's carrying out two, a handful of snakes in both hands. Yeah. <laughs> and and so in order to not press charges, he has to agree to sell the rights to his story to Warner Brothers, and they make a movie where he's a where he's played where his character is played by James Brolin, and he's a <laughs> secret agent with a microfilm inside the bicycle, and they have to get it from the Russians. That's so good. <laughs> it's, just, it's hysterical. So the drive-in theater scene is literally them watching the movie of his life. Let's go. Don't you want to see the rest of the movie? I don't have to see it, Daddy. I lived it. And the hobo <laughs> is there. The yeah, prisoner is there. All the friends are there. <laughs> he buys them all concessions. His, his, the bike gang, everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's great. That's so good. But he rides off into the sunset with Dottie at the end because he's lived the life. <laughs> it's fabulous. Did you guys uh, ever see the um, this video? Like it's like a mashup almost, but it's like Pee Wee Herman and it's mashed up into Jurassic Park as a trailer. I'll show uh-huh. it to you guys. It's I, I haven't seen this. I, I, I won't show you the I whole have... thing because it's like a two and a half minute video. But I'll just I start have it. not. So you can... this is this is good. Pee Wee Park. Okay. We love. 
John, they're out there were people. That's all it is. All major theme parks have delays. But John, if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the torch. Clever girl. Brilliant. Okay, you know what? The editing, the editing job on that is Hollywood level. Jeff's kiss. That is, God damn, that was good. It's good, right? It's good. <laughs> That's just there. Again, watch the, so, the whole thing in your own free time. Yeah. So I think what this, all oh, that just spoke to was the cultural impact and legacy of Paul Rubens. Wow. Right. I mean, like that wouldn't work with really any other method actor character like that doesn't work with like another comedian that's like that's perfect yeah seriously and so i think bill pointed earlier like just you know how long lasting this this character has been in this movie has been that's a you're mashing up two fantastic movies really into one two and a half minute hysterical trailer yeah so i mean just in in conclusion here i um if anyone out there hasn't seen it that's listening to us i mean it's on HBO Max, I think, right now. Either not, it it bounces around from streaming platforms. If you happen to stumble across it, whatever you might have, just it's a quick movie, hour and a half. Maybe it's even an hour and twenty. It's quick. It's funny. It's quirky. Don't take it seriously. And introduce it to your kids. I mean, there's nothing wrong with introducing it to uh, you know the next generation, you know, of kids. And it's not. There's no cursing. There's nothing no. gory or disgusting about it's clean it. Clean no, humor. Yeah. No. No. No dirty humor. I mean, it's yeah. it's whimsy and. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's 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 nostalgia for me. It's it's uh, a it's, break from the mundane, right? Yes, exactly. Like it, you know, for as for as serious as we take things anymore in this in our current culture, and I think we all and, and we talked talked about this on the show before, where you know we've become much more serious as a culture over the last yeah you know, ten years or so. You can't poke fun at anything anymore, and a movie like this is just sort of sort of a a break from that doldrum. Like it's just mindless fun. You don't got to pay attention. You see a grown man acting like a child in a, in a in a in a suit that doesn't quite fit him, and ridiculousness. And he does whatever he wants, whenever he wants it. Rides a bull, sees a sunset and a dinosaur. You know, right? Rides a bike with a rocket booster on the back of it. Like whatever, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. James Bond bike. Yeah, and gets the girl at the end, and you know what? We're all happy. No one's complaining about it. Hour and twenty show, minutes done. I might show this to my seven year old. I think she'd probably like it. Um, my kids have seen it multiple times. Oh, okay. They love it. Yeah, I think I introduced my oldest to it about a year or so ago. Yeah. Maybe longer, but I mean he I mean he it was he was at the age where he's not gonna watch a movie, but like he did like laugh at some of the, the, the parts that I showed him. Yeah. Oh well, um, it's like but, slapstick I mean, physical comedy. Yeah. It's like it's like that Chris Farley style of just like, you know, falling through tables and having a good time, right? Yes. Totally. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, that's all, that's all I got. Uh, do you guys have any other final thoughts? Anything else you want to share? Anything we skipped or do you want to talk about? Yeah, I don't have uh what do you, what should we, what do you, uh, Joe, what do you feel like doing next oh, week? Oh boy. Uh, you want to continue with these cult classics or do you want to go with one of your Arnold movies? Uh, well, not to say I, that, I, I, not, I had nothing, not, I had nothing prepared. Not to say so, that those um, categories aren't mutually exclusive or not, but um, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. I asked my wife for a couple of ideas and she gave me a, a handful that she wouldn't mind seeing us talk about. So what's like, that? Uh, she threw she threw out their sister act with Whoopi Goldberg, which is pretty funny on its own. 
Um, I wouldn't mind covering the Goonies personally. That's another cult classic. I might wear my chunk shirt if we do that. Nice. I'll do the Goonies. Yeah, or and like I wouldn't mind doing something like you know, like a Jurassic Park, something with some oomph behind, something serious once in a while. Mm. Got to get, get some variety. You want to do Jurassic Park since we just we we watched we watched we did Pee Wee. Might as well do Jurassic Park since we watched the other trailer of the mashup. That might be a long episode though because that's a lot of movie to cover. Yeah. We can yeah, we'll and like good. and like I wouldn't mind peppering in throughout the year, maybe in, in Indiana Jones, not the last two because they're trash, but the, <laughs> the originals. Yeah, we should know. we should start doing the originals and the yeah, uh, throw in a Lord of the Rings, you know, throw in some of the good stuff. Yeah. So, Mar and Jesse, you guys are welcome back next week. Have you got nothing nothing going on for Jurassic Park? Um, um, I know it's it was a it's a busy week with uh, kids being back in school <sighs> and coming into a holiday weekend. So, uh, yeah, I could do Jurassic Park. I could watch that over. My kids oh, yeah. are in the my kids are in the dinosaurs now, so maybe they'll sit and watch it with me some parts, and I'll just cover the rise where parts <laughs> I don't want them to see. So yeah, so you again, you guys are welcome back next week if you're around. Um, I think a couple of the other guys will be back too. Um, um, after the uh, the holiday weekend, that'll do it for this week's episode. As always, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Breaker. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. We did get a lot of new subscribers over the summer break. We're in. I don't know how many fucking countries are in now. I have to double check, but I think we're. I think we're in South uh South Africa now. All right. <laughs> someone in South Africa is listening to us. Um. So yeah, but that'll awesome. uh that thank you for everyone who tunes in on Twitch and uh listens to us and uh, gives us some ratings. We appreciate it. Thank you all again for listening and goodbye. <laughs>